Welcome to the Health Uncovered podcast, your go-to podcast for all things health, healing, and what to do next on your health journey. I'm your host, Mercedes Cook, a doctor of chiropractic and a diplomat in chiropractic cranial cervical junction procedures. Each week, my guests and I will be uncovering treatment options and health tips to help you get to the root cause of your health issues. If you're tired of seeing doctor after doctor with no answers, then the show is for you. You'll learn all kinds of healthcare options that you may have not known existed that will help you move forward on your healing journey more confident than ever. I invite you to stay open and curious. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to another guest episode of the Health Uncovered podcast. You guys, I am so excited because today I am here with one of my favorite humans who happens to be my husband, Daniel. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this episode with me. I think we have a lot to share with you guys because as a couple who has been together for 10 years now, we have changed a lot A lot of our habits and things that we do are quite different than where we were 10 years ago. And the purpose of this episode and what we want to share with you guys is what we were like when we were younger, when I was 22, when I first met you, and what we're like now and kind of how we got on the same page when it comes to our lifestyle, our health goals, our values, beliefs, all of that. Because I think it's so important if you want to have a relationship or a marriage that lasts. And if health and how you look at it and how you live your life, if you're not on somewhat of the same page, I could see that it could be really difficult. So honey, thanks so much for coming on. And I'm excited to introduce you to everybody and for everyone to hear your insights. And mostly we want everyone to take away from this. Just, you know, hope that even if you and your partner are not on the same page right now about everything, that you can get there and we'll share with you what we did. So. Hi, welcome. Hello. I am honored and blessed to be on your podcast today. Thank you so much for thinking of me, your husband. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Husband of five years. We've been together for 10 years plus now. Yeah. It's been quite the journey, but I'm quite qualified to speak on topics of being a husband and aligning our values. And I'm glad that you have me on today. Yeah. Thanks, honey. Okay. So can you tell our listeners? What were we like, like specifically, I mean, I can speak to me and you can share your thoughts too and you speak to you, but what were you like when we were, you know, 20 years old and we first met each other as far as like our health journey? Like, where were we at? Were you thinking about your health at all? (laughs) When I was 20, I was probably in a period of time where I was abusing my liver a little bit too much. Well, I thought I knew what health was and I thought I was healthy because I played sports in high school and I thought that made me healthy. But you really got me thinking from the very beginning, just uh, little by little, one thing at a time. But yeah, I really had no idea what health was when I was 20. And I was just sort of powering through life in college, had a lot of room for improvement. (laughs) What was something that I did when we were in college that made you like think? I think the first thing was the soda. I used to drink quite a bit of soda. That'd be part of my regular grocery trips. I grew up drinking soda like my parents told me that when I had a sore throat that soda was good for me and you know I was just you know addicted to the sugar and whatnot but 
I don't know how you convinced me, but you got me to cut back and then eventually stop buying soda. And after like a few weeks of not drinking soda, I didn't miss it at all. And I've never drank soda really since then. That was the first tidbit that you dropped on me. Yeah. Well, I just remember you, this was my senior year of college. We had met each other studying abroad and we just came back to school and I had had my own apartment and I cooked you dinner for the first time. And all I did was bake I think I just baked chicken breast and some vegetables, <laughs> probably like potatoes. I think and, it came prepackaged and like yeah, a frozen. Might have even been prepackaged. I don't know, but like chicken breast and then, yeah, probably some potatoes and vegetables. I just baked that in the oven and you thought that that was so fancy. At the time, that was the <laughs> nicest meal anyone had made for me. <laughs> yeah. My cooking back in college was, well, I love seafood. So I would go get those crab cakes at Kroger that were in the seafood section and yeah. just like baked fried crab cakes and I just throw them in the oven and 20 minutes later I'd have crab cakes and rice and if I wasn't eating crab cakes I would get the frozen coconut shrimp which you know quite tasty but I would just pretty much rotate between crab cakes and coconut shrimp and then uh the meal plan at the the food halls the school yeah so really didn't know a thing about cooking or where to begin so Baked chicken. That was fancy yeah. and special. <laughs> Won my heart early with that. The funny thing was, like, right before we met, it wasn't until probably, honestly, my junior, sophomore, junior year of college that I, like, actually started eating vegetables and actually eating more, like, well-balanced meals. Because before that and growing up, I was so picky. I would hardly eat any vegetables. And so... Like my diet was definitely changing quite a bit. And so thankfully, by the time you met me, I was already starting to adopt some <laughs> some healthier mm -hmm. habits for sure. But yeah, it's funny to think back like who we were when we were 20 because we were just in college and had no like cares in the world. We were just doing whatever we were doing. We thought we were healthy and there was just no nothing to think about, really. But I think the biggest transformation piece in the last 10 years was when I had enrolled to go to chiropractic school and then you moved down to Georgia with me. I had no idea getting into chiropractic school would like literally change not only my life, but also yours too, because it was so much more than just chiropractic and what I was going to be doing. But it was also like nutrition, how we're eating, movement, exercise, even like mindfulness and like thoughts we think. Like there were just so many topics that were brought up and things that I never really thought about in undergrad. And so tell us from your perspective, just we moved to Georgia together. I started going to chiropractic school. What do you feel like we changed the most through that experience together? I think everything just changed one by one to start with, you know, the cooking, you, you, your cooking started getting better. You would make me different meats, vegetables, just healthy whole food meals and mm -hmm. you'd cook them in olive oil. I remember that just blew my mind at the time. Um, I never cooked with oil before. Had no clue like that that makes food crispy and delicious and flavorful. So I'm, yeah. I distinctly remember that blowing my mind at the time. And then little by little, I started cooking under your tutelage, of course, <laughs> and just started learning to make some of these meals. Little did I know that you were laying the groundwork for a grand master plan to transfer all cooking Listen, duties to me ladies in the let future. me let me just tell you right now this is how you do it in life okay you learn how to cook and you know you cook for your significant other everything's great and then you teach them 
and you kind of hand the reins over and then they eventually become better at cooking and then they just take over all cooking. That's basically what happened in our relationship. And I am so grateful for it. It coincided with you <laughs> stopping cooking. Yeah. But yeah, it's good timing. Yeah, good timing. And now we'll just going back to chiropractic school. I mean, we are already kind of starting to change our diet, but we really switched to a mindset of like less processed food. I mean, we still bought certain processed foods at the store, but we were at least like starting to read ingredient labels. Um, we were looking at what kind of cooking oils, like only using avocado oil or olive oil, things like that. Whereas before, we weren't really paying attention to those things as much. And then even learning the difference between like conventional produce and organic produce. And I remember in chiropractic school, we we didn't used to buy everything organic because it is really expensive. Like we were aware of it and we would buy some things organic. And then I think it was after chiropractic school when we both had jobs. That's when we were like, okay, now we can buy all organic food. <laughs> that was like yeah. the top of our list, which I love that that was important to you too, which is great. But I remember like we were trying really hard to eat a lot of whole foods, not necessarily processed food. And I think, well, and I'll speak for myself, but because people are like, well, how do you get out of eating processed foods or eating out all the time? You know, we went. Yeah, go ahead, honey. So I did the grocery shopping back then. And as you mentioned, there was only one income and it was it was a little tight during chiropractic school. And Mm -hmm. I remember going through the grocery store with just a note and I would write down everything that I put in the grocery cart and the cost. And I would pretty much estimate the entire shopping cart and try to keep it under $100. And that, of course, meant no you know, organic produce, cut back on anything that is seemingly expensive. I remember paying a very close eye to that. But back to college, I spent most of my time at the grocery store, you know, in the middle of the store going through every aisle and picking out all the processed foods that sounded good. And were cheap. And were cheap. Yeah. And then once we got, once you're in chiropractic school, we were in Georgia, I did start trying to avoid the middle sections and circling the outer rims of the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And that's where we started eating more whole foods and healthier items. But at that same time, we were becoming familiar with reading ingredient labels. And I knew absolutely nothing before then. But I think the, the mental trigger that you got going in my brain was, if you don't know what the ingredient is, then why on earth would you be eating it? And if there's, you know, 50 ingredients in something and there's all these chemicals that you have no clue what they are or what business they have being in your food, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Eating that, putting that in your body. But yeah, it would just be little things. I would come home with these like little deep fried like okra Mm -hmm. and just like crunchy, salty vegetables that I would love. And then she just you brought up the ingredients and those aren't healthy. They're vegetables, but they're not healthy. And I was like, how could that possibly be? <laughs> and then eventually you learn that what the ingredients are in there and cooked in bad oils and just little, little things like that left an impression on me. And that was a big learning piece. Do, was there like something else? Cause I think this might help other people mm-hmm. because sometimes like, were you having any symptoms or like, were you feeling bad from how you ate before? Or like, what was really the driving force for you to want to change? Because I think for me, like if someone kind of shows me research or shows me how to read an ingredient label, it doesn't really take a lot for me to be like, cool, I'm going to cut that out. I'm going to cut that process thing out. It makes sense to me. Like, I don't need, I guess, a big motivator. Like, I didn't have any health concerns. I wasn't feeling bad. I didn't like 
seemingly need to change my diet. It's just like what made sense for me to be healthy in the long term? Like that's kind of all it took for me. But for you, was there like something that made you want to change based on how you were feeling or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, I just generally didn't feel great, but that was just normal for me because I didn't really know what I was eating. But I did deal with some bad acid reflux over at the end of college and just was gaining weight, was just not in good shape back then. So that was part of the transition to just eating healthier. I think the biggest part was just you kind of unlocking that key for me to think critically about like, why should I be eating this? And there's so many things that I could eat that taste good that aren't full of crap. So proud of you. Yeah. (laughs) So back to chiropractic school. So the food was like a really big, I feel like, transition for us. Any other like lifestyle things that you this this was when you first got under chiropractic care and specifically upper cervical. So that was kind of a big piece in your health, I think, if you want to touch on that. Yeah. Well, that was my first time ever getting adjusted when you were in chiropractic school. I was your test dummy for several months to <laughs> years. It started out a little rough, but then it you know got better and <laughs> better and better. And we haven't looked back. It's been amazing for a long time now. That definitely had a big impact on my life. I just am generally functioning much better since I've been getting adjusted. But at the beginning, it was acid reflux, just yeah. a myriad of issues that I was going through and really helped improve everything, my standard of life. For sure. Um, was there anything else during that period of time, especially when I was during school? And I would re- I remember like coming home and questioning certain things that we did or like bringing up certain topics and some of them you kind of thought I was a little crazy, but I feel like then you always kind of came around. So anything else that your eyes were opened about? Sure. I always just thought this was normal, but I got the flu every single year. I remember that. That I could remember basically back through high school, middle school, and then we were on a, a winter vacation and I got strep throat real bad and then just... For whatever reason, you talked me out of getting the next flu shot because I was on a regular flu shot schedule. You know, I didn't know anything else. And that's where I was led to every year was to get just the next shot. And then what do you know? I haven't had the flu since then in 10 years since I stopped taking the flu shot. Nor have you had strep throat. Nor nor have I had strep throat. (laughs) So that was pretty life changing just to realize that that was the first thing I realized that I don't necessarily need this intervention. I think it was a a couple of things like you were you were getting adjusted. You were learning about how to optimize your nervous system. You were also starting to eat better, like building up like all these things you were doing were helping your immune system. And you also kind of realize this makes no sense. I think after you met me, too. I mean, I've always even before I adopted a healthy lifestyle. I don't know. I think partly good genes and partly lifestyle, but I was never getting sick. I've never had the flu. You've never been sick one day in 10 years (laughs) that I've known you. So I think you're kind of starting to see like, okay, maybe Mercedes is doing something right. So we'll kind of go with that. Yeah, that was the beginning of you coming home with ideas and (laughs) me just starting to accept them. And that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, well, let's just see what how it goes. Yeah, I was just always really proud of you because when I would come home with certain ideas or I would like push back against different things that you were doing. You didn't always agree with me, but you just took the time to research things yourself and look into it. And then 
I, there hasn't been one time that we haven't eventually like become aligned on something, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. Of course. Okay. So we get through chiropractic school, like we're eating better. That's great. I distinctly remember the next paradigm shift that we had in our life. It's right after New Year's when we were living in Ohio after chiropractic school. For whatever reason, we went to Whole Foods in Dayton and $300, $350 later, we walked out of there, you know, wounded and shocked. Um, <laughs> but just something deep down in me realized that, you know, we're going to have to eat organic foods going forward. I remember what you it remember was. That? We, yeah, that January, we moved back to Ohio and we decided to do the Whole30. So eating Whole That's Foods right. for 30 days, like no alcohol, no sugar, all of that. And so we ended up driving to the nearest Whole Foods grocery store was over an hour away. So Daniel and I drove down, got all of our groceries to like prep us for the month. And because we really wanted to do the Whole30. And I remember, yes, we spent like way more than we ever did. But we felt so good after that month. We were like just so proud of ourselves for eating so well. We felt great. And we were like, okay, we're going to just start doing that and sort of being even stricter than we were before on like what we're buying. Meanwhile, we're we're making all these changes with our food, which is great. But then I'm telling Daniel, you know, we have to read the labels in everything we use, like our deodorant, our toothpaste, skincare, everything. And I probably bought what? Like how many deodorants? I lost count. 20. I used to just get the Dove or Old Spice or whatever it was. Yeah, I think you used to wear Old Spice. And I was like, yeah, we we can't be having that anymore. After looking at the ingredients and reading that we're just like, rubbing aluminum on our armpits just didn't really make sense so we probably bought 20 different natural deodorant brands you did i did yes most of them were absolutely terrible i hated them, them. smelled yeah. weird textures we smelled terrible there'd be a spray that's just like <laughs> dripping down my armpit <laughs> you were you were a good sport <laughs> but we finally found now both of us use primally pure and that has been the best. Daniel uses the charcoal one. I use the blue tansy one. We both have been using those, I don't know, probably like six years straight now, and they have not failed us, which is awesome. But yeah, that was kind of fun too when we started just like reading all the ingredient labels and then having to change. That was probably 2017, 2018 is kind of when we made that change. Like we're changing over our food, then we're moving into all of the, the products. Yeah, many different (laughs) separate independent health journeys Mm -hmm. it really started with food and then reading ingredient labels and food and then you know transition to deodorant to like dish soap just yeah everything that we use in our home how did you feel about when i like wanted to change all of our products and like all the stuff in our home did you really i mean i was never like attached to the products we were using i'd probably make a lot of jokes and be difficult sometimes but as long as you you know, had a substitute ready that was similar and I yeah. couldn't really notice a difference then, then that was fine with me. And that's pretty much how all the transitions happened in our lives. You had something ready to sub in for something toxic I was using and it was you better. Were, or, yeah. 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 What no Was there anything that was hard to give up, like toothpaste or, because I don't really remember anything necessarily being hard for me to give up, but. Don't think I had any relapses. Um, no, you weren't out like buying probably, toxic thing. Probably just foods, <laughs> probably different packaged foods that I didn't want to let go of, but I realized they weren't the best for me. The house supplies, I was like, go knock yourself out and we'll use whatever you bring home. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
Well, now, since we moved to Ohio and then now we're here, that was like six years ago. So I feel like for six years now, we've really, I mean, even even when we were eating really well, I feel like each year we kind of become pickier and pickier about literally everything we buy, even like coffee beans, for example, we like will only buy purity coffee because it's tested for mold and and all the things. So I feel like each year we've kind of have gotten a little bit stricter on like what we allow, what we don't allow. What do you think has been the biggest thing that we've done in the last six years for our health? Well, yeah, in the last six years when we really got picky, it was probably when we started calling out natural flavors on ingredient labels. Mm-hmm. Why do we not pick things that have natural flavors in it? Well, when I didn't know anything about it, I was like, yeah, that, that sounds great. There's natural flavors in it. Like it's full of just natural goodness. Of course, like each step that we go through, there's just like a mental trigger that you just that resonates with me. And when I started learning about natural flavors, it's basically just a cover for thousands of ingredients that are the proprietary blend of each company that really, you know, cares about your health, but they also want to you know, make their food as addictive as possible through a proprietary blend that they call natural flavors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that could include anything. So yeah, very just unregulated and there's can be so much crap in natural flavors. So that was a big thing that we cut out and natural flavors are in almost everything. We really got picky with the brands that we bought at the store that mm-hmm. don't have natural flavors. You can, you know, every ingredient that's in there. People tend to just overlook natural flavors because they don't think about it, but kind of like fragrance and perfume, thousands of, sometimes they could be good, but then ask yourself, why don't these companies want you to know the ingredients that are in this? Will they maybe make you not want to buy their product? And that's why they call it natural flavors. So you don't think about it. That was just uh, one of those things that resonated with me. So we got picky with that. Uh, What else? Well, you kind of mentioned it, but like brands in general, like something can seem healthy or like seem like it's from a reputable farm or their packaging is you know so sustainable oh yeah yeah maybe we start out liking their brand but then once we learn more about the ingredients or we learn that they're bought out by like clorox or whatever other brands that don't kind of align with our health values we've really you know if you're just starting on your health journey this is not something that you need to stress about but like later once you get into it like you can really be picky and like we only choose companies and products that align with our values because we can we can do that and that's important to us like we want to support especially small business but especially businesses that are actually trying to keep you healthy and not add all this other crap in it that we don't need so we've definitely gotten a lot better about that and like supporting the companies that we believe in i mean for us moving to san diego it's been a really cool health transition for us because one versus when we were living in Ohio. I mean, one, we know a lot more now. I, as a provider, I know a lot more now about things that we can look into, things that we can do. Like I remember coming to San Diego, that's the first time I saw a naturopathic doctor and like got extensive blood work done, did genetic testing, looked at like my neurotransmitter levels, just all these things to try to optimize my health. Like these are things that I had not done before. And then every year, I have like, you know, just my goals that I want to have for the year. But a big part of that is looking into or trying something for my health that I've never tried before. So since coming to San Diego, I've been trying to like one thing a month. I did a microbiome gut test and did some coaching around that to like 
make my microbiome healthier. I went and saw a pelvic floor PT. There's tons of different providers that I wanted to just go check out for myself just to see if there's anything else I can do. And so those are some things that I feel like once our foundation was set, like we were eating well, we were starting to exercise together. We were just like in a good place. Like it was nice to be able to venture out and start to look at other things like, okay, like we're healthy. We don't get sick. We do the things we want to do, but what can we do to maintain that and optimize that? And so I feel like moving to San Diego has been really cool because we have a lot of providers and things that we didn't really have access to or we didn't really know about before. And even in the last couple of years, you've had a big health journey with having concussions and also doing gut testing and doing all this stuff. And I feel like now, honestly, you're in health-wise, like you're in a better place than you've ever been before. So if you want to share anything about that. Yeah. So that's quite a long story. And I think one of the big learning lessons for me is, you know, all the changes that we've talked about so far in this episode, we were, you know, on autopilot and, you know, everything feels fine on the surface. We're making all these decisions for our health. But like you talked about getting connected with all these different you know, naturopath doctors or all these health resources that we never thought of going to before outside of, you know, like your primary care doctor that let's go back to the incident. And yeah. I took a French bulldog skull to my jaw when I came home <laughs> from work one day when I went down to give our little puppy Vinny some love and he jumped up to get in my lap and we ended up colliding in the middle. And that gave me a concussion. At the time, I had one concussion like 10, 15 years prior, healed real fast. So I didn't really think too much about it. Didn't take very many precautions. Very long story short, this turned into a year and a half long health journey for me where I was, I did not heal from that concussion. So back to the autopilot thing, you think you're making decisions that are good for your health, but there are underlying issues that you want to get checked out by these specialists outside of your normal insurance network. So I was connected first with Dr. Cameron, and he did so many cool different things to treat my concussion, to just ease my pain, make my symptoms go away. He really made a huge difference. And I also went to my MD for the same issue, and they said, yeah, you have a concussion. So there was just quite a difference in the care that I got from the two different options that I had. But eventually I learned that I had a condition called microglial priming. Um, it pretty much keeps my brain's immune system in fight or flight. So I would just bump my head on like, embarrassingly, I'll admit, I bumped my head on the laundry machine, picking clothes out. And that put me into another, you know, several month long concussion situation. And I bumped my head on the car door, just any, anytime I bumped my head, I'd start feeling concussion symptoms again. So it was really frustrating to go through that when I thought it was healed and it still wasn't. So I really had to dive deep down. And that's when I eventually got connected with Dr. Bosler that Dr. Cameron recommended. I went through a total diet overhaul. I did an elimination diet where I cut out everything that I was eating and then only ate like chicken and vegetables and fish for several weeks and tried to cut down the inflammation that was really hampering my system. Eventually, I would start reintroducing foods one by one and come to find out that I am gluten intolerant and I ate bread all the time my whole life i love bread but all this gluten in my body was keeping me inflamed and that was a big reason that i was not healing from my concussions and since 
I went through all that protocol. I've completely changed my diet. I don't eat gluten. I really reduce inflammation ever possible. And my concussion symptoms that started almost two years ago uh, are at the best, best spot that I've been in. Yeah, for sure. So and you really have to dig deep to understand what's going on in your body beyond just, oh, I think I'm healthy. So yeah. everything's fine. And I hope you never have a concussion again, honey. But in hindsight, like it taught you a lot about your body. It did get us to kind of seek answers and learn about some of the systemic inflammation that you had, even though it wasn't like a visible thing. Like I think sometimes people think, you know, if you're fit looking or you're not overweight, like you don't have inflammation. That's not true. That's why doing some extensive blood work or doing something like a GI map test or a biome, some sort of microbiome testing can tell you a lot about what is going on inside your body. And so I'm really proud of you for going through that journey because basically decreasing your inflammation. Now, there have been times where you've bumped your head or things happen and you've been perfectly fine. Your body and your brain don't go back into that like lockdown concussion mode, which is is awesome. So yeah, the last couple of years, you've really learned a lot about yourself too and changed your diet even more. And say that's one big thing. Like I, through some testing, I'm not as sensitive as Daniel, but I try to limit gluten as well just through some genetic testing that I did. Just not the best for for my body. Definitely not the best for you either. So we've definitely made even pickier now about what we eat or like if we go to a coffee shop or we go out somewhere, we're just a lot pickier about what we allow in our bodies, which I'm always grateful for. Like every year that goes by, I feel like we treat our bodies better and better. And it makes me so excited because, you know, we're going to start a family together. We're going to grow old together and we're going to be able to travel and do the things we want to do because we're going to be in good health. And like we work hard right now to make that happen. So thanks for doing it with me. Happy to be along for the ride. (laughs) I think, too, you know, these last couple of years have taught us a lot, especially going through Daniel's health journey and just Again, being connected with the right providers, which is, of course, why I started the show so that I could connect you guys to the right people, which is great. But we really hope to inspire you guys because when Daniel and I were 20 and, you know, just meeting each other, like we were not on the same page about a lot of things. And so if you are listening to this and you are younger or you're just starting out in a relationship you know, being where Daniel and I are today, like that took 10 years of work. I think the biggest thing, and you can share yours, honey, but for me, like there were so many things that I wanted Daniel to change and I wanted him, you know, there was a period of time where like he refused to go to the gym. Like he didn't, he hated working out. And there were like just some other health things that I really wanted you to change. And when I finally, instead of just continually telling you what to do, I just sort of started giving you space and not bothering you as much. And you can weigh on in this if this was your perception as well. No, I remember that. But I, I did just eventually learn that like, okay, you can't change. Like I cannot change Daniel. He has to want to change for himself. And so I just remember I was going to live by example for what I wanted and what I wanted to see in you. And so That's why, like, in school, I worked really hard to come up with new recipes and cook well for us. That's why I woke up every morning at 4.30 and went to the gym when you thought I was completely crazy. And I just knew if I just kept showing up for myself and kept bettering my health, like, eventually, I figured that you would want that, too. And that was true. I just needed to give you space and time. 
And so just giving your partner, like, again, sharing information with them, but also giving them space and time to kind of figure it out for themselves. I think that was the biggest thing for me because there's so many times where I just want to tell you what to do and it doesn't work that way. Like nobody wants to be told what to do. I certainly don't. So (laughs) do you have any advice, honey, for people, especially couples who are trying to be healthy together, like what they can do? Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Give each other space to grow and don't be afraid to communicate and allow your partner to think about what you're telling them. Just present the case of what needs to change and why and just have open communication and think it through. And I think that was that's something that worked for us for 10 years, you know, one thing at a time. I probably pushed back on every single thing, but the fact that you, you did. <laughs> made me start thinking about each one. That was important. Yeah. yeah. Can I just say, too, I think one of my favorite things now, because it is kind of crazy how aligned we are, like we like going to bed at 830 together. We like waking up early for the sunrise together. And again, it was not always like that. But this is like all the hard work that we've put in the last 10 years. Like it was all worth it to get to here right now because now like we spend so much more time together even like during our weeks when we're working and doing our own things during the day like I still feel like we get to spend so much time together because we go to bed together we wake up at the same time like enjoy our mornings together and that's just really special to me that that is important to you too instead of us just like living completely different schedules definitely Okay, so one other thing that I think was impactful, and this is just speaking for me personally, you can share if you've kind of come to this conclusion too, but for the longest time, I feel like I was very focused on, you know, eating well and working out because I wanted to look fit. I wanted to just have a certain appearance. And I feel like that can only take you so far in your health journey because it's very superficial. But once I figured out, like, why am I really putting all of this work into wanting to eat healthy, wanting to exercise and, of course, be fit and not get sick and all these things. And it took me a really long time, but I finally realized that it's because I want to raise really healthy children with you and I want to travel the world with you and our kids. Like, I never want us to slow down. Like, I envision you and I in our 90s, like, I don't know, going to Antarctica and sitting in Italy drinking champagne together. Like I don't envision us in a nursing home. Like I I envision us doing the things we love literally until the very end. And so in order to make that happen, like we have to live a lifestyle that most people don't or won't put the effort into that. And I am so committed to that vision with you and like with our future family. And so ever since I sort of figured out like what my why is behind the health journey, and obviously that's going to be different for everybody, but I think that really helps motivate me every single day as to like why we don't eat fast food, like why we basically do nothing that... I forgot to talk about fast food. Yeah, <laughs> basically why we do nothing <laughs> that that everyone else does. And that's really what it came down to for me was like, seeing that vision of like what our family could be like and what we could be like when we're old together. And that just keeps me really motivated and keeps me really excited. So I just wanted to share that in case if you don't know your health why, then maybe that's kind of a good place to start. So you kind of have that end vision in mind. 
Yeah. And you really shared that vision with me for a very long time. And of course, I want to be a part of that vision. I mean, it's an incredible vision. So if you communicate clearly with your partner, just a vision like that, or it can be your own different vision, whatever works for you. But just talk it through. Sell your partner on where you see each other ending up together. And I was all about your vision and all the changes you brought into our lives. I knew that they were supporting our end goal to be in Antarctica when we're 90. Yes. I'm all about. So <laughs> Exactly. Well, honey, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. I love talking through these things with you and talking about how we kind of grew up together in our 20s. It's been so much fun and I'm looking forward to all the other decades that we have together. So thank you so much. Love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this information was valuable and that you share it with a friend or family member who is struggling to find answers to their health issues and they want help moving forward with their healing journey. If you want to keep the conversation going, follow me on Instagram at drmercedescook. To request a consultation to work together, head to uppercervicalsd.com. I appreciate you tuning in and I look forward to seeing you here next week to dive into the next topic together.